Greetings, family, and welcome to the Paula G Show, right here on Survival Radio Network, where we have over 2 million downloads, thanks to you. You can stay connected with us by visiting PaulaGVoice.com. You can join my group page, Paula G Show group page. You can like my business page, Paula G, or my journey with Paula G, which is my award-winning television show that airs on Thursday mornings at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on WATC2, that's T-O-O dot TV. You can also subscribe and check out my YouTube channel at Paula G Voice. Shouts out to my engineer this evening, Ms. Rosalind Cooper. Thank her so much for all that she does behind the scenes and also V-Ferb for the opening and closing theme music for the Paula G Show. I always tell y'all that time is precious. It is the one thing that we cannot get back. So for you all to think of not robbery, to spend a little bit of your time, especially during these challenging times with me is truly, truly appreciated. I hope everyone is doing well during this pandemic season, during the current time of this podcast. And if you're listening on the other side, if you're listening to this podcast at a time where we have come through this pandemic, we have indeed come through. And that is something to definitely, definitely celebrate each of the shows that uh, we have each week we, we you know we try to keep the content relevant even though we want we want to discuss what is presently and currently occurring we also want it to be relevant because we're having these worldwide conversations and you know as we've seen some of us who who may be a little bit more seasoned as we've seen you know in in decades past we're having some of the same conversations. Somebody posted the other day the Marvin Gaye song, What's Going On? And, you know, that song was 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 written and was published during a time where there was a lot of unrest in this country, similar to what we're experiencing now. And yet decades later, we're still asking, what is going on? I hope and pray that what is going on currently will birth conversations, well, conversations that have already been birthed, but that those conversations will continue to thrive and those conversations will continue to thrive and move us all toward change. And speaking of change, we've got some changes here at Survival Radio Network as we have shared in past weeks. Survival Radio Network has been on air and Survival Radio Christian Network have been on air for almost 10 years And as of the end of this month, June of 2020, we will be signing off for this particular season. The last 10 years have been a great ride, and we've had a great, great time. So what we are doing to celebrate, of course, with the COVID-19, we're not able to have a physical celebration as we would like, but we will be celebrating Survival Radio Network, Survival Radio Christian Network as well. If you go to the Survival Radio Network group page or business page, or if you go to Clark Garrison, K-L-A-R-Q-U-E, Clark Garrison's page, you will find the information there in regard to how we will be celebrating Survival Radio Network and Survival Radio Christian Network. Also, we encourage you and we invite you to post your pictures, your memories, your videos of um, your time with Survival Radio Network. Who were your favorite hosts? And 
uh, what were your favorite shows, things of that nature. So I hope you'll join us with that. The Paula G. Show will continue to air Wednesdays, 8.30 p.m. You will be able to go to my group page, and you'll be able to listen to past episodes that have been on for the last six years. So we've got a lot of shows that some of you might not have heard, so those will be posted, as well as on Fridays. We will be posting Survival Radio Network live remotes, some of our past live remotes. All right, well, we're going to get right to it today because I have two guests this evening And uh, these are two men that are just dynamic in their communities, making a difference. They have something to say, and I want to give them a platform and the voice to do so. My first guest this evening is an educator. He's an educator with a gift, and he uses his gifts and his talents in a way that creates an, an environment of learning for his students. It engages his students to think critically using their artistic eye. He's a photographer. And he has the gift of capturing the most impactful moments, y'all, and just allowing those moments to tell the story. He is here with us this evening. He is Mr. Kevin Parker. Kevin, thank you so much for joining us on the Paul G Show this evening. Why, thank you. Thank you. Can you hear me? Yes, I certainly can. Loud and clear. Okay, Loud good. and clear. Loud and clear. So share with us. I know it, it, it has been been just insurmountable it has been overwhelming but you yeah. have been out there and you have been in the thick of things and I, and I want I want to talk about your photography and your experiences through the um, lens of your camera but I first want to hear from Kevin and your perspective of being a black man in this moment I mean I know you've been a black man all your life but just yeah. being a being a black man in this moment, in time, through the lens of Kevin Parker. I always live by um, Cornell West. He mm-hmm. has a quote, and he says, um, "I'm not very optimistic, but I'm a prisoner of hope." Mm. So I, I, I'm fighting through this um, with COVID, shutting everything down, and. It was almost like I was um I felt depression coming on because as an educator you you live for seeing your kids on a regular basis. Yeah. So as that shut everything down and I'm just at home at home uh when this happened and the first rally I said I cannot sit in the house. Yeah. I have to capture this. I have to be out there show support. They can't stifle what I want to do. Mhm. So so this time right now was so critical. And and the thing that I'm the energy that I'm getting now is that there are so many young people who are out there fighting. Uh Huey P. Newton says the youth always inherit the revolution. Yes. And and I'm just loving their energy, I'm loving their organization and I've just been trying to capture them in a positive light. Mm. Wow. Wow. You know, having been on this planet for a few years and having been down this road before as as a man of color, when you first heard of, of what had occurred with George Floyd, what what happened inside of Kevin Parker? It's crazy because that night before it happened, 
mm-hmm. the day before it happened, I guess. It was mm-hmm. the incident with the lady and the dog in New York and the man. Yeah. And I went to I went to bed on that, frustrated, furious, like, how dare you? Mm-hmm. And then I wake up, and one of the first posts I get to is Brother Floyd on the ground. And literally to sit there and watch someone be murdered in front of your eyes. Mm-hmm. And I was so furious. And, I mean, I felt my body shift. I felt the energy. I mean, it was like somebody had stuck a knife into me. That's right. how angry and that's how frustrated I was. Um, and it's like, how much longer are we going to have to go through this? Yeah, because I think I think you know I I believe and 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 it's it's good you know to to your point it's good that so many youth are out there it's good that it's such a diverse uh, group of people that are out there that it it appears that they're finally listening they're finally <laughs> getting it they're finally understanding the black man's frustration because to your point. When you went to when you went to sleep on what happened in Central Park, you you were upset, you were frustrated about that incident, but also and and correct me if I'm wrong, I'm sure that that was on the 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 shoulders of all of those other incidents that mm-hmm. witnessed as a black man, all of those other incidents that you yourself have experienced. So all of that come that all of that starts stirring around in the pot. And then on top of all of that, you wake up the next morning to witnessing a man losing his life on really international television. Yeah. And I have never experienced that before. You know, you see someone get shot, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. the the see someone the, gasping their last breath. Mm-hmm. Really the process from, from the beginning. And, uh, from yeah. the beginning to the end. And I'm just like, I can't take no more. Yes. I'm like, how how much more do we have to deal with with this country thinking of us as less than uh, for us just to say the heck with it. I'll use that word, the heck right. with it. And it's mm-hmm. time to make a stand. Yes. Do you, what, it, what do you feel, and, and I know I'm asking a loaded question, is the solution? Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. Um, I told one of my youngins the other day, I said, you can't legislate compassion and love. Mm. You know, they can change laws. We can make things Mm -hmm. different as far as legislative. But you're never going to be able to uh, legislate love and compassion. And and I I see so many uh, people uh, who are angry now. Uh, mm-hmm. And their bitterness is is showing um, because they don't like the fact that we are actually coming together and making a loud noise. Yeah. So um, Dr. King talked about you know love. Uh, you can't fight hate with lo- uh, hate with hate. You got to fight hate mm-hmm. with love. And as hard as it is right now, um, there has to be a groundswell of us coming together. Yes. Being able to support each other and, and, and come to sometimes you even have to say, you know, something I might not agree with you, but I understand. Mm-hmm. And until you can figure the whole thing out, then fine and dandy. But we have to come to a place where liberty and justice for all is not a bad thing. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Take us behind the lens of your camera and what you captured 
being out amongst the protesters? Well, the first night, I believe it was mm-hmm. a Friday. Mm-hmm. I saw that they were having a march. Um, I just wanted to go down and be in the atmosphere. Um, wasn't expecting anything. I just knew that there was going to be a march, and I just wanted to be a part of it. Um, mm-hmm. I began to take pictures, um, capturing the signs, all the energy. You know, it started at Centennial. So I'm just trying to capture some images, hoping that I will see some of my photographer friends out there just so we can talk, uh, get back in the swing of things, um, because I hadn't seen anybody in so long. Yeah. Um, as we began to walk, um, I could just feel the, the energy was just so amazing. Mm-hmm. And as we made our way to the Capitol, it was um, twists and turns. And at one point, um, as you go in front of the uh, where the Atlanta Hawks play, and then you come around that street and you're heading towards mm-hmm. Mitchell, um, I could see across the bridge that where were still people. Right. And the line was still at Centennial Park by the time we got all the way almost a mile down the road and we were they were still at Centennial Park. Right. And for those and for those of you who are listening outside of the United States, the the places that he's referencing are in Atlanta, Georgia. Kevin is is uh in the Atlanta, Georgia area. Yes. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So you 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 know and and for, you know, for my audience that are listening, if if you are listening on the computer, if you're on your phone or what have you, you can go to Kevin's page. It's Kevin L. Parker. Kevin has such a way of capturing. Kevin, I've always said, said this about you. You have such a way of capturing the moment, and and just like you know, like you like your 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 profile indicates, you capture the moment, and the moment tells the story. As I was looking yeah. at some of those photos, I was just so moved um, by by some of them because they truly captured. I almost felt like I was there. And, and that's um, I always tell my students: uh, anyone can take a picture, but not everyone can create an image. And, mm. and, your, go- and Wait, your goal. Wait, say that again, is, Kevin. Everyone can. Everyone can take a picture, but not everyone can create an image. Okay. So so our goal is when we're taking pictures and they're they're trying to capture something, I tell them your picture should last forever. Your picture should be able to be one where people can remember exactly what they heard, exactly what they were doing at the exact moment you took that picture. Mhm. So so there's there's a lot of folks who, you know, they take pictures but they're not creating an image. You know, cuz mm. if you see if if you see um the picture of Dr. King, uh, anywhere, you can always remember where he was during the, the Civil Rights March. You know, when you yeah. see the picture of Bernice King on the lap uh, in the church at his funeral, you exact, you know exactly what's going on. So those memorable pictures that will always resonate in our spirit, that's what I try and get my students to see. Right. You know, look, be, look beyond just that picture. How can I get at an angle? How can I look at it? in order to really capture that moment. Mm. Wow. Wow. What you, 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 you spoke earlier to the energy at um, the first March. It sounds like you went to a, a, a couple of uh, different marches. Uh, 
Yeah. Can you sh- can you share with us a bit of uh, maybe some of the moments that that stuck with you the most? Um, the first one coming around the corner uh, as we got closer to the uh, Capitol, there was an older gentleman who met us, mm-hmm. and he had on a um, some overalls, mm-hmm. and he had on a red dress shirt. Um. There was a young uh, white guy who I was laughing with as we were going, taking pictures. He was a photographer also. Mm-hmm. And when I saw the elder, I told him, I said, take that picture right there. And he said, the older guy? I said, yeah, take the picture. And I'll tell you why in a second. So he took mm-hmm. several pictures of him. And I told the young guy, I said, more than likely he marched with Dr. King because that mm-hmm. was their going to jail outfit. They were always wearing wow. overalls and a red shirt. Wow. And the young guy, he just looked at me he's like, wow, you for real? I was like, yeah. I said, more than likely, he has something to do with the civil rights movement because that was mm-hmm. their their uniform. When they knew they were going to get arrested, they always wore them coveralls and a red shirt. So mm-hmm. so just that moment, chit-chatting with some of the younger kids uh, as mm-hmm. they were taking pictures, um, there was a moment where um, – when we were on the steps, they were on the steps, and I took a picture, and it's so crowded of people. Um, and the uh, legislators were out there talking, and just it reminded me of a 60s picture. I think Gerald Griggs had the microphone. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of them, as I was, as I was looking at them, because you, you, you posted a lot of them, and audience once again you can go to his facebook page it's kevin l parker and i'll have him share his other information as well and uh view some of those photos you you really and i i knew i knew i was in 2020 but how you capture and it speaks to what you said earlier but everyone can take a picture not everyone can capture an image even though it was 2020 it had that 1960s feel Mm-hmm. You know, some uh, uh, a lot of that just resonated in those in those photos. Whether it was the angle, I think there was one where it, it seemed like you were you were up above. I don't know if like you were on the roof of the um, uh, not the roof, but upper level, the Phillips Arena parking garage or something. But you it, or a bridge, but just mm-hmm. capturing that, it's almost like you felt the energy from the crowd coming through. The, the 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 photos so i mean how do you even i know you've probably been asked this question numerous times what is it that that just comes across you that just says capture that um allowing myself to get caught up in the moment of the event mm. like i mm-hmm. said feeling that energy the vibration um saying it uh because I'm originally artist, painting and all that stuff. So a lot of times I see things as a picture, and as mm-hmm. everything is revolving around me, sometimes I'll see, uh, like if sometimes when I edit the picture, I can see the edit before I take the picture. Mm. As soon as I take the picture, I'm just like, that has to be in black and white, or that has to be uh, changed a little bit. Um just being able to capture the pulse and the vibration of something, that's the mm-hmm. key for me, uh, getting in the, the spirit of the event 
you know, if I'm taking pictures at a rally or if I'm taking at a concert, um, tapping into that artist or that person's energy. Because we, it, there's always a vibration and there's a rhythm that's going and it's almost the, the art of it all. You know, sometimes you see the people who paint on the spot uh, mm-hmm. and they're listening to something like the gentleman who painted um, Brother uh, Floyd's uh, picture during the uh, ceremony. Yeah, there's just a cadence and there's just a rhythm and just a feel to it as you go. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times um, I'm just looking, and um, I see a lot of people are taking pictures, but I'm just looking for that right moment, or I'm scanning the whole time. You know, I'm never standing still, and I always tell my students keep your camera and shooting position. You know, don't put your let your camera lay to the side. Always have your camera in your hand ready because something's going to happen. And you have to be there to capture it. Gotta be ready. And capture yeah, and gotta be there to, to, to capture that moment. You know, you mentioned earlier a, a bit about, you know, being an educator and your students and not being able to interact with your students. Have you been able to continue to teach a bit virtually? Have you have you made any of those transitions? I know a lot of the teachers um, it's and on some levels it's been slightly comical because some teachers are more technical, technology savvy than others. Mm-hmm. So you know they've been able to make those transitions. But have you been able to still stay connected with them through technology in any way? Yes. Uh, while school was still going on, we we did a really good job, um, and some of their work was amazing. Um, you know, I didn't give them anything technical because they were just using their phones. Mm-hmm. Uh, but some of them really took a big interest in um, their independence of being photographers at home, uh, capturing images. And I just gave them things that connected to why we were out, what was going on. Um, mm-hmm. And as you said, I just realized, like, oh, my goodness, today is Wednesday. Uh, okay. I was supposed to um, start. They told me um, they wanted to uh, start the uh, conference call, our Zoom class again. Uh, although it's summer break, I said, well, we could just hang out and talk about stuff. Yeah. And as you said, I was like, oh, my goodness, today is Wednesday, and I was supposed <laughs> to start that call, and I'm going to be in trouble. <laughs> so <laughs> I got to remember next Wednesday to make sure uh, I'm back yes, in our in mode. I don't think it's teaching mode. It's just hanging out mode. Yes, yeah, and you know it's so interesting in in you know the 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 journey to this whole sheltering place, just how much of our lives has have changed and how our routines have changed, and mm. at least for me, the revelation of how I was embedded in certain routines, yeah you know and 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 doing certain things, but how quickly and I, and i suppose it's you know with everything that has occurred how quickly those routines had to be shifted and those routines had to be you know changed mm-hmm. yeah yeah so what is what do you, what is your vision moving forward what what is your vision for kevin parker whether it's through photography um through what is occurring um, now with now that conver- certain conversations are actually um, occurring and, and going on, what is your vision moving forward in a perfect world? It's a whole bunch of things that are going on. Um, 
with me now um, kind of, I don't want to say reinventing myself, but mm-hmm. um, I've reconnected to my paint again. So um, I know that's going to be a show is going to be coming forth real soon with all of my paintings that I've done while I've been here. I think by the time that I don't think we're going to be done anytime soon, but I would love to put put together a book of this moment with all of my images, uh, all of my thoughts that I've written down, poems and reflections, um, and create a book for it. Because I think uh, Sam Cooke's song, Change is Going to Come, I think change is coming right now. Yes. And as photographers, we have to tell the story. As artists, we have to sing the songs, paint the pictures. Um, Mm -hmm. The change is coming. So I think we have to be ready to tell the story. Be in position. Be in position. Yes, because it definitely, definitely is a historic, you know, just a historic moment. You know, both here in, here in Atlanta, and, I, and I, I'm so with you that first n- night, that first day having to be out here because of the energy in Atlanta, Georgia itself. Yeah. You know, being, being such a uh, center point for the civil rights movement, you know, that in itself just brought so, so much, you know, um, energy and meaning to being out on the streets here, you know, in the in the Atlanta area. Those first few nights were a little rough with the with the looters yeah. and so forth. Um and and that's why um when I got home, uh by the time I was making my way home, my phone was just vibrating and vibrating mm-hmm. and I'm just like, What's the big deal? What's going on? I get it when I get in the house and then mm-hmm. I get it home and it's just like, Are you okay? Where are you at? What's going on? And I'm just like, What are you talking about? And then I right. turn on the T V and I saw mm-hmm. the mayhem, and I told my sister, I said, that's not the march that I went to. Right. I said, that's not the people that I was laughing and smiling and, and nodding mm-hmm. and excuse me with. I said, that wasn't the crowd that I was with. And at right. that point, I said, I have to make sure I tell this story uh, so people will know that there are people out here are really doing positive things. Yes. So so that's why I, I continue to go back. Um, these last two days, Monday and Tuesday, I knew it was going to rain. Mm-hmm. So I, I knew I couldn't get out then, but um, I'll resume the rest of the week. But the story has to be told. Yes. Yes. And, yes. and, and the young people that I've met, I have to tell the story in a way that they get the glory, that people can see that they were the change agents. Yes. Yes. Because, uh, you know, the the young people, because, you know, I'm into quite a few young people. <laughs> and, uh-huh. just, you know, sh- hearing from them being, because all of them that were, were down protesting, I was asking them, check in with me when you get home, text me, so I know you're home safely. And they were all saying that somewhere around a certain time, the energy shifted. Yeah. From what you were the positive, the ones that were out there that were looking for positive change, peaceful protest. Uh-huh. Somewhere in the time frame, heading toward the evening, the energy shifted, and every last one of them said they just felt it, and that's when they left. You know. Yeah. Um, so that's a couple of my students did the same thing. Yeah, and that's something. And that's something. Just a whole different energy came uh-huh. came over. 
Is there anything else that you would like to share with our audience before I let you go? Um, you have to I'm going to I'm going to miss the show. Um, <laughs> Me too. Because and, 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 I saw it on, on Clarky's page, and I'm just like, yes. oh no, no. Yes, yes. But you know what? Like they say, when God closes one door, another door opens, and we may, you know, we may see Survival Radio Network rebirth down the road in a in a different, um, you know, in a different platform. So. We'll see. But until then, thank you, and I appreciate you because you've been on you've been on this journey. I believe you were on the show in the early days, and I think you've been a guest of Clark's, and you've been at some of our events, and you've captured mm-hmm. you know our events, include you know other events, and you know I just I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you sharing your perspective as uh, a black man in America, and also as a photographer and sharing. Well, thank um, you for having me for those lenses. Share with the audience your. Uh, Website, social media, all of those things as to how they can stay connected. Okay, well, you you definitely gave the one uh, Kevin L. Parker on Facebook. Yeah. Um, but I'm also on Instagram. It's um, Creative Images, and I'll spell it out. Yeah. Um, C R E, the number eight, T I V, underscore images, I M A G E S. Okay, that's C R E A, the number eight. No, P-I- no, A on the C-R-E, C-R-E, right. the number eight. Oh, gotcha. All right. Yeah. C- uh-huh. C-R-E, eight, mm-hmm. T-I-V, underscore, yep. images. Okay. Yes. All right. So you all make sure you connect, check out his photos. Those of you who may be outside of the Atlanta area, especially my, my audience overseas, check out his uh, Facebook page as well. Just He just really captures the, the moment and just the beauty and the energy and the hope of um, what we're seeing and the change that, that, that we pray will occur. I appreciate you, my brother, and hopefully right, I shall see you. you soon. Definitely will. <laughs> All right, ladies, Definitely will. Ladies, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Kevin L. Parker, just a, a dynamic photographer. I've known him for a few years, and when I say he is able to capture the moment in photos and allowing those moments to tell the story he truly um, is able to do so so we thank him so much for sharing and we are journey this evening as i share with y'all are two dynamic gentlemen who are really powerhouses in their respective communities and they are making a difference in their respective communities, and they each have something to say this evening. And this evening, we're about to hear from my second guest, and I hope I get this right because I was getting tongue—I was getting tongue-tied on this one. <laughs> he is the Advisory Neighborhood Commissioner, ANC Six D Zero Seven, the Capitol Riverfront Navy Yard in the Washington D.C. area. He has been with the Paula G Show. For those of you who have been with me for a minute, he was a guest maybe a few years back. He was gracious enough to join us this evening. He's a busy man, so we really appreciate him. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mr. Edward Daniels. How are you, sir? I'm great, Paula. How are you? Great to hear your voice. Likewise, likewise. Well, things have changed just a little bit since the last time. I know. I was just looking before now. I said, let me check when I last had a conversation with Paula. I think that was uh, a couple of years back. Um, and it's just, uh, 
uh, or more and uh, uh how uh-huh. things have changed uh how things have changed uh life is just uh always uh throwing something at us it seems and uh yeah. but i'm i'm glad to 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 be here with you uh during this time that we're all um that we're all progressing through uh right now yes yes now before you be the last time you were with us it was before you um, actually won the, the, the office that you were running for. So just bring us up to speed a little bit and, and yeah. tell us. <laughs> yeah, and th- thank you. Uh, and, and, yeah, so before, well, when I last chatted with you, I was running for uh, ANC commissioner, which is um, every neighborhood in D.C. has a representative that represents the residents of that particular neighborhood. So mm-hmm. after the 2016 election, I thought, okay, I need to actually step up and do something as opposed to sitting and – Pointing fingers at you know who's not doing what and you know who's um, you know the, the, the they in the community. I wanted to be a part of the they and actually have a seat at the table. So I ran for commissioner and um, I won uh, my my district here um, with a nice uh, more two to one I guess so more votes than either of my opponents combined. So it was a successful campaign and um, things have been great. I've been it's been very busy. I'm in one of the busiest neighborhoods in DC. Um, lots of growth and development, and soon mm-hmm. to be the most uh, densely populated neighborhood in DC as well. Wow! And what and what is that a result of? Soon to be the most um, densely. Oh well, so a result of actually the city finally the city finally building up the waterfront area of this uh, of, of DC. DC has never really um, some of the land was federally owned, some was uh, uh, district owned. They finally mm-hmm. decided to actually build out the neighborhood. So they. Um, Certain developers had uh, kind of you know first uh, bids or or won the bids to actually mm-hmm. build up these neighborhoods this this section of uh, the area um, mm-hmm. and it's been great a lot of a lot of gentrification of course um, yeah but also just um, it's been amazing that what what the waterfront has become in D.C. and it's a completely different I mean it's a city within a city itself. Um, the commissioners were supposed to represent about 2,000 to 3,000 residents each, and I am I'm pretty sure myself and my colleague, who represents part of the neighborhood, we're each I mean up to five or six thousand, and upwards of probably 10,000 uh, once this next census goes through of residents mm-hmm. that we represent. Wow, that's um, huge. That's, yeah, that's mm-hmm. yeah, that's huge. Uh, so, so, what are some? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh no, go ahead. No, go ahead. Now I was just going to ask, what are, so what are some of the major, and we're, we're going to talk about the current state of affairs in a moment, mm-hmm. but what are some of the major um, tasks that you have on your on your to-do list in regard to um, the neighborhood, um, the, your your position, what you what you strive to accomplish while sure. you're in this position? Sure. Um, and this, um, I should also say, is one of the most, you know, um, basic uh, lower levels of, of uh, local government in D.C., the ANC commissioners. Uh, my goal and what I ran on was just to help be a voice for residents and to help solve, I mean, I'm completely to solve some of the smallest issues, meaning there are transportation issues that we're still dealing with where we have crosswalks that aren't properly striped or signage that doesn't make sense or, or isn't even up. Um, mm-hmm. affordable housing, making sure that any of the new properties that are being built, because there are tons of them, are offering um, a minimum of 20% affordable units because D.C., no, uh, no surprise, is a very, very expensive city to live in. So yeah. with these new neighborhoods and the gentrification that's happening, I want to make sure that the residents who actually were here and were responsible for building parts of the neighborhood that were already here aren't 
immediately pushed out as these buildings go up and the, the retail come in that most of them honestly cannot afford. I want to make sure that the neighborhood remains affordable, remains mixed income, remains diverse. Um, so affordable housing is, all, is one of my big issues. Safety, um, of course, is always an issue. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to make sure that I could be the, uh, a resource. I've always been resourceful in my life, and I, I enjoy being a resource for other people and pointing them in the right direction. So I, I kind of am serving as that guy, and I really enjoy it. It's, it's, it's a lot of work um, because there's sometimes yeah. when um, some of the issues, issues that come my way are very um, legit concerns, and then some things come my way, and I'm, I have to reread <laughs> the email and you know, think, well, you really reached out about this? You know, this, or, yeah. or, or is, it, is it a joke? Or is it, you know, um, <laughs> but yeah, just being a resource and trying to be a problem solver, I really uh, wanted to tackle some of the most basic issues that residents have complained about for years and find a solution, not just, um, you know, to put it on a desk or on a list where it sits. Uh, my right. goal was to find solutions. It's been challenging. I can tell you that uh, as an entrepreneur and working for myself for years, stepping into this role has been so eye-opening. It's a completely different world how things happen in government, um, even at this most basic level. It's, it's a whole different world. I can tell you that. Wow. And like in what way? Like what are, what are a couple of things that were really like, – Yeah. Let me tell you. So I can say just how – I, I, and I, I used to say I hate to say this or I hate to you know point out mm-hmm. the issues, but now we're at a point where issues have to be brought to the front line right. and, um, and and put out there. So accountability. I have so many challenges with people that are in positions, and I've said this many times. People are in certain positions of power, and I have no idea how they got there or why they are there, what their motive is, because it seems that there are some of the most basic things that sit on their desk and have been sitting for years. And I mean, residents reach out to me with, with, with certain um, problems and they'll mm-hmm. say, Oh yeah, that was five years. We brought this up five years ago. We brought this up seven years ago. And me as an entrepreneur, when you're working for yourself and I think other entrepreneurs can relate, if you drop the ball, you are hurting yourself. You know, there's, you're running, right. um, you're the head of every department as a, as, as a small business owner usually. So there's no time to waste. There's no time to drop the ball because, you're only hurting yourself. And I feel like in government, there's so many people uh, in the kitchen, per se, that it just slows everything down because the simplest of tasks can go from John's desk to Jane's desk to Bill's desk. And it's just a non, there's never an an end to, you know, the simplest of of tasks. And then, you know, as a new commissioner, I step up and say, hey, this is a problem. And then it goes back to, oh, let's, Let's backtrack and you know figure mm-hmm. out the origin of this and you know, the emails that were sent years ago. So it's just a complete, completely different world um, that is honestly frustrating at times because I mean I really like to just get things done and cross things off of my list. But when you're working with so many other people and agencies, it just becomes this nightmare of uh, of bureaucracy. Um, and I've had to be very honest and direct and transparent lately with certain people and certain certain people just to say, hey, I really feel like, you know, you're the um, stop point here. You're the one that's, mm-hmm. you know, you're the problem. Could, could push a button and make it happen today, but you're not. Yeah. Please explain why you aren't doing that, you know. Right. Holding accountability. And, you know, what what mm-hmm. you've just shared as I've been listening to you, I'm thinking in my in my head that this really is such a powerful example 
of mm-hmm. the importance of the what we consider the smaller elections. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of times we over we overlook those. The, you know, the the lo- the not smaller, the local mm-hmm. elections. You know, we're so mm-hmm. focused on the presidential le- election, and 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 we should be. Don't get me wrong, audience. Yep. We should yep. be. However. The, the the things that that Edward is speaking to and and you know how he's in a position he's trying to do he's trying to make a change and there are other individuals that are in positions of power that are just you know kind of pushing these things aside this speaks to the importance of the local elections and making sure we get the right people in the right position you know it's so interesting you were talking about all of the maybe you know the the smaller issues in the neighborhoods, the, the housing, the signage, the, the crosswalks mm-hmm. and so forth. And I can recall there's a certain community here in the Atlanta area, and the signage is such that if you know the area, then you know which way to go, regardless of what the sign <laughs> says or doesn't say, mm-hmm. or where it is or isn't. Can you relate to what I'm saying? And if oh, you, yes. If, if, you're, if you have no clue, and a GPS sometimes can't help you, if you have no clue, you will wind up in the wrong section, which, you know, is, sometimes is not. So, mm-hmm. it, it, again, and, and the whole street lights thing and all of all of those things, you know, I think people often forget about the just the importance of the local election. So I'm glad you mm-hmm. you shared um, and you were very, very specific there on on some of those um, you know factors and and some mm-hmm. of those you know some of those items. So what have have you had any? What have been some moments maybe that have kind of made you laugh a little bit? Oh, you, oh, you oh, oh, Paula. Oh, the the laughter. I really can write a one man show. The thing the laugh. I had a um a young woman reached out to me uh during one of my the first months in this position as commissioner and the email stated that uh the cro- one crosswalk actually that is in place. She said, um, hey, the crosswalk was very wet, was very very slippery this morning. So the email came in around eight AM, nine AM and I'm you know just getting to my desk and the crosswalk is slippery. Do you know what happened? And I'm looking outside, and I see that it, it had rained. It was wet, and it, there was a storm that blew over uh, the night before. And I said in the email, I said, hey, well, actually, it rained last night. I'm pretty sure, so I think that's why the road may be a little wet you know, this morning. And then she replied, oh, yeah, you're, that's right. It did rain. Thanks. You know, so uh, one of those emails, <laughs> I'm like, wait, that, that was my first email of the day, that it rained, <laughs> yeah. and you know, the crosswalk is slippery. So I just have oh, to laugh, goodness. you know. Um, yeah. Then another night, someone, uh, it was 2 a.m., or I'm sorry, it was midnight-ish, and someone uh, emailed or called to say that there was a, a D.C. water truck um, idling outside of her window. And uh, just that evening, I sent out a notice to my building that I was in to say, hey, just so you know, there's emergency water work happening outside of the building. Um, so, she, you know, she emailed, she said, there's a truck out there. I was, oh, yeah, there's a water outage. They're trying to get it fixed. It'll take, you know, 30 minutes. And then she said, oh, wait, I did see that in an email. Thanks, you know. <laughs> so um, just funny little moments like that. Um, I don't mind right. at all. It's just, uh, you know, those are funny. Um, I have had a few uh, moments during the pandemic where residents have complained about, you know, uh, their rooftop not being open in their buildings or the mm-hmm. amenities not being open during the during the uh, shutdown, which is yeah. Which is a concern, but it's a little a bit of a first world concern when we're trying to keep everyone distant and, and in place and and safe. Um, so this woman was very upset that she couldn't go to the rooftop to get fresh air, 
Um, so I said, well, we, we, we live within three blocks of three different parks. You can easily go out to the park if you want to, you know, yeah. get fresh air. Um, so, you know, she was upset, but she said, okay, I guess I'll walk outside and walk to the park. You know, I'm like, okay, I'm not exactly sure okay. what to say, you know. <laughs> How to help and, you I, and on the other hand, I'm dealing with my senior resident. I'm trying to help my seniors get, get groceries and trying to connect yeah. people to unemployment services and things that are really pressing. You know, people are facing um, rent issues and, you know, paying the bills. And then I have, mm-hmm. on the other hand, you know, people that are, you know, I need my rooftop for fresh air. I can't go downstairs for fresh air, you know. Right. <laughs> you like, know, Wayne, so what, those are what, always. What, yes, Wayne, what's important mm-hmm. So how with the the recent um, events, of course, you know, we've just been hit multiple times with the pandemic Mm -hmm. and um, Ahmaud Arbery and most recently uh, George Floyd. How has that affected you, A, as um, a black male in the nation's capital? Well, let's start with that first. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, and so many things um, going through my mind. I'm still trying to figure out the best way to articulate my thoughts, my experiences. Yeah. Um, the Ahmad, Ahmad Arbery situation, when I first heard on the news what happened and saw the video, that's what got me was the video, just seeing the video of what mm-hmm. happened. Um, I've seen so many videos over the years, and I'm always thinking to myself, okay, let me understand the entire story, what happened before you know, before I'm before the audience is tuning into this video, what led mm-hmm. up to this? What's what's this complete story? I was just very troubled by that, just watching this and hearing that you know, he was out for a run. I run throughout the city. I run throughout my neighborhood, and mm-hmm. and I'm a black male living in D.C. So I thought, wait, something's not right here. And been seeing that footage first of all got me when I heard from the men who who shot him. When they said, "Oh, we were trying to make a citizen's arrest, and he he looked like this guy on camera," that's what got me because it was cl- clearly from their mouth what happened, and they were admitting, "Oh yeah, we did this because we thought." X. We thought. So yeah. I thought, "Whoa, okay, that's extreme." Okay, you thought that he looked like someone that you saw. He, he resembled. You don't even. You, you're not confirming that it was him. We haven't confirmed mm-hmm. that, you know. But you're going to go out and make a citizen's arrest and end up shooting this young man. And my nephew is 26 now, and I just thought, mm. wow, that could have been my nephew. It started – it really hit home. It there have been personal, so many yeah. other – yeah, so many other things that have happened in the past with all mm. of our other community members that have unfortunately been victims of police brutality, uh, Sandra Bland, um, even the Rodney King incident. There's so many things I've lived through where I was just – I was observing, and I didn't say anything. I'm thinking, what, wait, okay, that happened. Why did that happen? Lately, mm-hmm. especially in the middle of this pandemic, the Ahmad Arbery uh, incident that just, it just hit home, and for some reason, I thought, okay, we're in the middle of this, and uh, we're right. we're still dealing with this. Like, why this has happened again? This has happened again. Compounded. The, why, mm-hmm. It just hit me, and I just um, didn't know what to think. Um, and it's it's just. Um, I tried to think to myself, okay, why is this happening? Why is it is it out of hate? Is it out of someone right. else's ex- experiences with, um, with 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 the uh the, with the black community? Is mm-hmm. it where is it coming from? It's just uh, is, is are people that ignorant to just assume that every black person that is out running is has just done committed a crime that that's the reason mm-hmm. they're running? Um, 
And then I look at my skin. I say, okay, I'm black. I could easily walk out my door, and that could happen to me. That's a problem. Mm -hmm. That's a huge problem. So the past few weeks, I've responded more to what's happening in ways that I haven't before because, honestly, I'll tell you, I I, I didn't have – until a few years ago, I had never had any interactions with the police um, mm-hmm. like that, like that, like any of these any of these um, incidents that have happened. I, just ne- I never had right. any. So I was I was always a little distant, and I could not relate. I'm thinking, wait, I don't understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. Lately, it's been very different because I see that it's a sign of ignorance and prejudices and racism that's ingrained in some people that automatically lead them to judging. Right, an individual it's like their skin, and it's yeah, just it's, it's just there, and it's an instant response of bad. You know, they they see you and they they think bad. So it's yeah. just lately really started to hit home in a completely different way for some reason, and um, uh, and it's and it's just troubling. Yeah, and and you know, you said earlier, you know, and I appreciate your 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 transparency in saying that it it's. To articulate, you know, there have been many that have voiced, you know, there are a lot of emotions, and so there's a lot of, you know, opinions and perspectives and so forth, and there are some that have been slow to respond, and I I recall Mm -hmm. seeing one of the, uh, I think it was uh, Bishop T.D. Jakes, but I could be wrong, Mm -hmm. I, I heard him the other day, you know, saying people are asking him to speak out and speak out and speak out, and he said, I was having trouble processing what was mm-hmm. going on, much much less mm-hmm. having to articulate, you know, how it was making me feel and my perspective and all of these things, just attempting to even process. And you know, I hear you with that because I, you know, even for, just for myself as a as a as a as a black female, still mm-hmm. still struggling to articulate in the process of you know having this platform and and, and wanting to give. Um, it, particularly black men, an opportunity to share, you know, if, if, mm-hmm. if they desire, but also just being able to articulate it. And I and I think because of, like you said, the layers um, based on our experiences and how we come to the table and seeing from beginning to end how these men lost their lives, it, that mm-hmm. in itself. Mm-hmm. And I was re it is, and I was reading. Uh, someone was I've been following. You know, so many people. Everyone has. Um, is everyone's getting their thoughts out, which is great. A lot of people yeah. are speaking up and saying what's on their mind, which is just great. I think it's a it's a good thing to have healthy conversation and to progress mm-hmm. and to have a, um, you know, have a, an end. Um, and, and, and I have a goal in mind. Okay, we're having a discussion. Yeah. What's the goal? Where, where, where are we going with the discussion? So the other day someone said something along the lines of um, um, just trying to articulate, just, just thinking and, 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 and understanding and comprehending all that's happening. And, and I really just feel that it took a while. I mean I have friends that are reaching out mm-hmm. and say, hey, are you okay? Is everything, mm-hmm. is everything all right? I, I've, never, I've never talked about race before with you, and I'm sorry. And before I could respond, I mean, I, I just have to think, okay, well, wait, but I'm, I, I just don't know how to respond sometimes because there's, there's certain yeah. friends of mine where we just, yeah, we just naturally don't talk about race. And most of my friends know that I rarely bring up um, race as an issue because I've yeah. always been of the mindset, yes, I, I'm a black male. Um, it's part of who I am. And in some things I, I just, I never bring in the race part yeah. of who I am for some reason. Yeah. But then lately, I guess, 
we're seeing these things happen, and someone someone said, oh, we're seeing more racism, more. I'm like, actually, we're not. I think we're seeing what's always been there. We just have mm-hmm. cameras and videos, you know, on in our hands now, and we're able to document it. So yeah. the um, Mr. Cooper, the incident in in the park um, in New York, where the bird watchers, mm-hmm. you know, the the, mm-hmm. and the the dog, the woman calls the police to say, you know, there's a black man um, threatening me. And I, that was another incident that really got yeah. me because I thought, oh, I have a dog, and I'm, I could, that could be me as well. A lot of these situations yeah. have just been like, wait, remember, you are black. This can be, this could be you at any moment because for some reason there's this, again, this ignorance uh, within some people that they see you and they see you as a threat. And for some reason that, you know, that they, that they can easily call the police and say that, you know, there's a man standing in front of me and I'm automatically going to be the one that is bearing the burden of, you know, defending my having to in that yourself. situation. Yes. So it's, it's, yeah. it's just really troubling. Um, and here we are, you know, in the midst of a pandemic and the George Floyd incident. I mean, when that came about mm-hmm. and I started hearing that on the news, it was just a moment of, what is going on? What is it's going on much. in the middle of a pandemic in 2020 when it, 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 it was, it, I, again, just a loss for words as to how to explain, mm-hmm. you know, what's going on here. Listening to his family, watching all of the services over the past um, a few days have just been it's a lot, a lot to, to take in, but yeah. also inspiring because I've seen only this type of gathering and this type of global response honestly 2012 2016 barack obama i'm sorry 2008 2012 barack Barack obama's Mm -hmm. uh election night exactly and inauguration that was the those were the moments that i saw the world to really stand up coming together and i talked about this in a facebook post where everyone was so happy so just the love Mm -hmm. being in dc with a million people coming to town and such love just such love so i'm I'm i associate the um a world response, a global response, a national response with just happy yeah. things. Or think, oh, hey, yeah. let's, you know, we're, we're we're coming together for this reason. So the past uh, two months of, of all of these uh, police brutality incidents, I'm just like, wait, okay, this can't happen. This can't happen. But I'm also so inspired by the number of people that are that are showing up and they're suddenly yeah. speaking up and, and 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 voicing their thoughts. So. Um, yeah. I, I'm eternally optimistic as well, and I just really believe that this is a I just feel something different right now um, than I've ever felt with with this movement that's happening. Definitely, it definitely is a shift, and the the, the beauty that's that uh, uh, thus far is coming out of it is the global support. You know, people are in the streets around the world saying enough is enough. So we, you know, we we. You know, my my prayer is that that energy will continue, and it will continue, and that we will, it will we will continue to unite in order to bring change. And mm-hmm. you know, uh, my guest previously said, you know, you, we can change um, legislation, you can change laws, but you can't change people's hearts. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, we we the prayer is that this movement will begin to change hearts or at least we'll begin to change perspectives of others who, like you said, um, may have looked at people of color, you know, in a negative light that it may, it may, mm-hmm. may take those blinders off and that they will begin to see 
um, people of color, and we'll begin to see each other in a new, you know, through a new lens, such that we can continue these conversations and come together. Mm-hmm. I, and I have to say this before um, we, we've only got a couple minutes. So I want to make sure you share your information. Uh, last week, I turned on the news and. I was seeing the protesters in Washington, D.C., and my first thought was someone has Photoshopped this. And yeah. then when I realized that your mayor was not playing uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with the Black Lives Matter, what a powerful, powerful, powerful statement. Powerful statement. Yes. Yes, Paula, let me tell you, so people, it's such a powerful statement. People, you can say what you want when it comes to politicians, your mayor, your governor, people, mm-hmm. there's love and hate with, uh, you know, with many, many people and their, their leaders. Mayor mm-hmm. Bowser, what she's gone through, one night I saw her give an interview, and this was before she painted the street, and she was giving an interview, and she was talking about how she was up at 3 a.m. with the police chief riding around town to assess the damage mm-hmm. with some of our um, retail um, storefronts. And I just thought yeah. what, she, what she's going through, being on the um, on call throughout the night with all these different yeah. agencies managing the city of D.C., and also mm-hmm. being in a federal – in a district where the president can technically – technically take over D.C.'s police force. She's battling her own city, but also this man who's making yeah. a mockery of this position of president, um, and she's doing it so well. I said, you know, I give her every prop possible. When I saw that Black Lives Matter um, mm-hmm. sign being painted on the street that morning, I thought, oh, whoa, what a statement. I yeah. give her every prop for doing that, and then, I, yeah, I have nothing but good things to say about how she yeah. handled the, the protests and all of the things that, have, that are happening right now. In addition to handling COVID, she has put in so many resident-friendly um, um, provisions in, in bills that have gone through over the past few weeks when it comes to um, tenant rent protection and mortgage uh, protection and kind of freezing everything just to ensure that residents can get through this safely. I really have to give her and her team right. just kudos. Um, right. And it's great being here. I just seeing the people in this town, the the the, the diversity in these groups that have been um, coming through, and, I, and the murals that are going up. The it's it's really something to see. I can tell you, it's it's. I, I haven't seen this energy and felt this energy. I hate where 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 it's coming from. The origin of where this is, has, is coming from. Mm-hmm. But I haven't seen this since again the inauguration of Barack Obama. Those first two years being here, and then also the women's mm-hmm. march that energy and i just hope that we can keep it going uh as the protests start to um die down i just hope that we can keep the conversation going and people are using this energy to organize and to continue the conversation yes indeed and we're we're going to speak that into existence mm-hmm. and uh like you said continue the conversation and do what we can to encourage that Please share with the audience your uh, social media, how they can connect with you to see what it is yeah. that you're doing, especially those who are listening in the in the uh, Washington, D.C. area. Uh, sure. So my website is um, edwarddaniels.com. Um, again, edwarddaniels.com. All of my social media handles are there. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, and, yeah, I w- I'd love to connect with, with people, and we're all in this together. We're all – very, we're all very different. I have to say this: we're all very different, mm-hmm. but we are all, at the end of the day, human beings with a commonality in that we're all trying to make it around this, you know, this 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 globe around this, um, you know, the sun a few times together yeah. and live the best lives that we possibly can. And I think that's, you know, that's that's the root of it. We're all human, um, and it's just a matter mm-hmm. of making life as pleasant for each of us as possible. 
Um, and I'm optimistic. I'm really feeling something right now that's just different. I mean, all that's going on, I just feel like this energy is finally rolling things in the right direction. Indeed, it is, and we're gonna we're gonna continue to do what we can to to support that. Edward, thank mm-hmm. you so much for joining us. I know you are incredibly busy during this time, so for you to think it not robbery to to carve out some time to share with us, it really is truly appreciated. I thank you so much, and I will continue to follow you and continue to support your journey. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Paul. I'll do the same. You stay safe and healthy down there. Thank you. You're welcome. Good night. Good okay. night. Good night. Well, all right, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. Well, y'all share this episode, please. Make sure you share this. Go back and listen to it. Just two great conversations from two great men who are making a difference in their respective communities in spite of everything that is going on, still remaining hopeful and using what it is that they have been gifted with to make a difference in their respective communities. So again, share this episode, please make sure you go back and, and, and listen. I know I'm going to go back and I was sitting here taking some notes from both of them because both of them made some really, really powerful, powerful statements. Well, our time has come to a close. We're a little bit over, but over, but thank you all so much for joining us. Make sure you check out my journey with Paula G on Thursdays, 1130 AM Eastern standard time, www.watc2too. TV here in the Atlanta, Georgia area. You can check out my website at PaulaGVoice.com and also YouTube channel. I'm starting to, to build that up as we're making some transitions and different playlists and so forth. So I'm in the process of, of doing that. Paula G Voice YouTube. You can email me, Paula at PaulaGVoice.com as well. Next week, I've got two great guests next week. Uh, my get two, One of my guests next week is the very first guest we had here on the Paula G Show. She joins us, Danae Badio McRae. She will be here next week with us. And also my engineer, my first engineer, who had been riding shotgun with me for, what, the first five years or so, Mike Barnes. He's going to be my guest as well uh, next week. So you all make sure you join us next week. Next week is going to be kind of a full circle moment for us as well as we here at Survival Radio Network and Survival Radio Christian Network, say goodbye after being on air for 10 years. You all have a great week. Be safe. You know, wash your hands, cover your mouth, put your mask on. Y'all know what to do. All right. Take care of yourself. Much love. Until next time, embrace the journey. <laughs>